everybody. Good to see you. Saturday night. Hope you're doing good. You know, I'm just going to launch right into things. You know, I watched this uh, Sean Hannity interview with President Trump, and I, I don't watch as much Hannity as I used to. Everybody's open to be forgiven. He's kind of bought way, much, way too much into the whole COVID thing. But, and this kind of exemplified that. I wanted to go over this with you and give you some examples. Um, here's the problem that I had. He had, a, you know, he interviewed President Trump. But it was actually, it looked like it was in some sort of like uh, airport hangar or something. I don't know exactly where it was, but Hannity advised that he complied with all the local government health regulations and restrictions as far as COVID. And you see right then and there is where you have the problem, you know, and I guess, you know, they would say things like, uh, you know, and even, even I have this beef with president Trump over this. I think you have to make a stand. I don't, and I don't care about the, the four dimensional chess anymore or, and all that stuff. Like, you know, he's doing this, he's saying wearing a mask is patriotic to, uh, you know, tick off Democrats. Well, how's that work so far? It hasn't, it hasn't worked at all. They, you know, the Democrats have not backed off mask wearing whatsoever. So we, he needs to take a stand. And Sean, people like Sean Hannity need to take a stand. So Hannity says, he goes, you know, I, I, I you know, arranged this interview with President Trump. We went with all the governmental mandates about what you can have. And, you know, just in and of itself. Now you have to follow the government. So think about where we are now. Now, you, in order to interview the president of the United States, you have to follow government mandates on how to do it. You can't have, you can only have this amount of people. If you saw the, saw the room that this took place in, it's a few days ago. You have Hannity and the president sitting like six, seven feet apart, which is so ridiculous. I was watching Bellator fighting last night with my son. And, it, you know, there's nobody in the ring. I mean, there's nobody in the stands. They go out, they fight by themselves, which in and of itself isn't so bad, but it's still not good. There's, you can't ever give in. It's bad that there's no crowds there. It's bad. It's not, even I right there was even kind of stipulating and uh, giving in a little bit. No, I mean, here's, you know, it's bad. There's nobody in the stands for the fights. It's, it's a bad thing. But then right after the fights are over, you got the guy that does the interviews inside the post-fight interview and they're there standing six, seven feet apart. It's just so ridiculous and so stupid. And have you seen Major League Baseball? I want to just say for the record, if you've watched any telecast of, of Major League Baseball, it is the dumbest freaking bunch of crap I have ever seen. Have you, have you seen it? They have, you know, they have fake crowd noise going on. I mean, the going on. And they react to plays. They turn it up. So the guy, like, catches a long fly ball. It's so stupid. And they have cardboard cutout fans in the stands. It is the dumbest thing I have ever seen. But now that's what's societally acceptable. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And the same thing here. If you're the president of the United States and you're Sean Hannity and you're a conservative commentator, it's time to take stands. It's time to civilly disobey this worthless garbage. I don't know what state they were in, but you know, Hannity advises, he says he complied with all the local health mandates. Well, here's the thing. When you do that, and I looked out in the crowd, they got a crowd of people there. They're only allowed to have a certain amount because the governor of whatever state that was or the county health administrator of whatever county they were in stipulated this is all that you can have. If you, if you buy into that stuff and you give into it, you might as well just put a sign on yourself that says vote Biden. Because those are the people that are doing this. 
You know, like people are people will always say, no, there's conservatives and there's, you know, Republicans that are for mass mandates and social distancing. Only the cowards, only the uneducated, ill-informed cowards. You know, I had somebody put on social media about me. They did a, somebody was looking, you know, people put out on Facebook, you know, I'm looking for a church and one of my church people put out, Hey, come to foundation church, which by the way, tomorrow, right there, there it is. Foundation church, three, three, eight, five South access road, Inglewood, Florida. Let's pack the place again. But she put out, come to my church, foundation church. And the guy puts on there basically boo hoo, boo hoo. He called, he calls people morons. And he says that people uh, that didn't don't come to church and are obeying lockdowns are weak. Correct. I don't walk that back one second not for not 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 even a half of a quarter of a millimeter nothing i don't walk it back at all you know like tom should you call people you know morons if that's what they are i mean if you're if you're acting in a moronic fashion i don't mean you have a moronic moment i have lots of moronic moments i get it but when you've decided to live the lifestyle of a moron then that's what you are if you're strapping a mask on and you're driving down the road alone in your car uh, Jeff Foxworthy, you might be a moron. It really is that simple. If you're, if you're all alone walking through your neighborhood with a mask on, you might be a moron. And here just, you know what? Here's it not might be. You are. Here's the thing. I don't even care where you wear a mask. I don't care if you wear it and what is societally acceptable. You're still a moron. I don't walk it back at all. I mean, I want you to look at verses like Matthew 23, 27, where Jesus says, woe to you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites. So that guy who was so upset about me calling somebody a moron or calling Christians who obey lockdown orders weak, which again, I don't walk back at all. And he's so offended by that. What we always need to ask ourselves is, am I offended by the Bible or am I offended by the person that's preaching the Bible? Because that's the whole thing. And Jesus says that to people. He goes, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, with exclamation marks after. So he's like, hypocrites. That's how he said that guy that was so upset about me saying people are weak or moronic. Think about how upset you'd be. And then right after that, Jesus says to the scribes and Pharisees, for you are like whitewashed tombs who indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead man's bones and all uncleanness. This guy who is so offended, he puts on there, where in the Bible is that? Right there, pal. There you go. Matthew 23, 27. Read it for yourself. Maybe grow a little bit of spine. Actually find out, am I offended by the Bible? Am I offended by the guy? Or am I actually offended by the Bible? Find out, look for yourself. But like, if you're going to go ahead and you're going to kowtow to these things, like Hannity did, like the president did. They should just, you know what? You got to stand. I know the president's afraid to be, not be reelected. I'm telling you the best way for him to be reelected is to go the opposite way of the Democrats. Just like I always talk about George Costanza on Seinfeld, where he discovered his new religion. Remember, if everything that I've ever done in my life was wrong, then everything that's the opposite of that must be right. It's like, that's what you need to do with the Democrats. Whatever it is that they advocate, do exactly the opposite and you will be right. They're the ones that are advocating social distancing in small crowds. The most, always look at who's the most adamant about it. You're not just, okay, there's Republicans that have bought in. Yeah, they're cowards. They bought in. Yeah, there's, there's alleged uh, conservatives 
that have bought in and Republicans that have bought in. Yeah, they might have bought in. But who's the most adamant? Who's the most adamant about mask wearing? Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi says she wants a nationwide mask mandate. So who's the most adamant? So if you're if you go anywhere in that vein, you're a Nancy Pelosi follower. No, I just believe that, you know, when we have when we have large gatherings, we should wear them. And I believe that when we go shopping at Walmart, we should no, you're a Nancy Pelosi follower. You're like, no, there's the, the, you're 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 being too much of an extremist. No, I'm not. It's all a lie. So whether you go big lie or small lie, it's all still lies. Nancy Pelosi's big lie that she wants a national mask mandate because masks will somehow slow the spread of coronavirus. That's wrong. And you know, it's wrong, but then you comply and you go when you're Sean Hannity and you're the president of the United States and you are people in the crowd have to be seven feet apart with masks on, which is a fact they panned out to the crowd. It's a pathetic sight. And if you buy into that garbage, you might as well say, I believe Democrats. I'm voting Biden. Now, all the people, listen, I know some people do it as jokes or whatever, and they do it to elicit a response from other people. And that's cool. I get that. But anything, I don't care if you, if you capitulate and you're wearing a mask for any reason. And again, let me just stipulate this to you. I know that for some, some people, you're going to have to go into some stores and they make you wear it. I get it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that you bought in and you believe that they do some good. They don't do anything at all. If you do, I don't care whether you put Trump on it or not. I don't care if you put make America great again and keep America great, whatever it is you put on it. If you bought in and you're saying that this does any good whatsoever, and that's what you believe you bought into a lie and you yourself are espousing lies. And if you do, you might as well just put defeat Trump on your mask. That's you. If you wear a mask at all, what you're saying is defeat Trump. If you wear a mask, if you're social distancing, if you're still, you know, isolating yourself, any of that garbage. The audience members there with Hannity, like I said, they were masked and they were spaced just like a good bunch of sheep. You know, it's time. Listen, though, I'm assuming that if you're going to a Sean Hannity, President Trump interview, that you're probably a conservative, right? Well, it's, you know what? It's time to stand up and civilly disobey and go, no, it's happening. It's starting to happen in California. I'll get to that a little bit later. But you might as well just give in. Masks preventing coronavirus, lockdowns preventing the spread of coronavirus, masks preventing the spread of, of coronavirus is, sci is as scientifically viable as fetuses are not humans. So who are you following exactly? See, the, the, the Democrats will always tell you, follow the science. Their science tells you to wear a mask. Their science, Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, Hillary supporters, their science tells you to wear a mask and to lock down, right? Their science that they got from the Imperial College of London from Neil Ferguson, their science, who's also a lib, their science tells you the lockdowns work when they don't. Their science tells you that masks work when they're, when they don't their science, the democratic party's science tells you that a preborn human baby is not a human, even if it's in the womb, even if it's in the birth canal, they're the ones that tell you that Andrew Cuomo is doing a great job with 32,000 deaths in the state of New York. They're telling you right now, that's the model. They run down Florida. They run down Arizona. 
They run down Texas and they tell you when you've got in the state of New York, 161 deaths per 100,000 people and a quarter of that for the state of Florida. They run down this. That's their science. That's their statistical manipulation, which they're not even manipulating stats. They're just flat out lying. They're, these are the same scientific geniuses that say that you should call a man a woman and a woman a man. That say that it's perfectly fine for a man to waltz into a lady's restroom. These are the same geniuses that say mail-in mail in ba- uh, balloting, mail-in voting is completely unsusceptible to fraud and to abuse. They're the, so they're the ones putting out all of this. And they're the ones that are the greatest advocates of mask wearing. They Remember, the president wasn't wearing them. He bought in. He didn't buy in. He doesn't believe in masks. What he did was he capitulated to the rage mob. He doesn't want to suffer the consequences. You gotta suffer the consequences. You gotta go. You gotta move. You gotta make your stand. It's a, what do they? You think they're gonna? I'd always want to ask President Trump in person. You think they're gonna stop bad mouthing you because you capitulated on masks, and now both you and your press secretary are saying that mask wearing is patriotic? You're like Tom, why are you running down President Trump? I love President Trump. This is how I talk. Period. I don't whether I love you, support you. Whatever it is, like you, don't like you, this is how I talk. My talk is the truth. I'm going to tell you what's true. What's true is masks are stupid. Lockdowns are stupid. Social distancing is stupid. Lockdowns and masks do not work at all. But that's the way that it is. And they bought into all this stuff. You know, um, they have basic, their basic scientific premises. I looked into, I wanted to, I pulled up some examples, you know, the science that you're supposed to follow. See, now they've switched right now. If you ever, if you have the opportunity at some point in time, go to the great reset. That's it's actually a website that they have right now. It's pretty much fronted up by Prince Charles. And what they're doing is switching from what they, what they were doing before was trying to change our world into a socialist utopia via climate science, which they're, their client their climate science is complete bunk garbage junk science been caught numerous times even michael moore's latest film planet of the humans runs down the the climate the you know the climate change advocates the climate change psychos that are out there but what they've done is they've switched now they've actually switched from climate control, they're you because it really wasn't working. Saying that we we're going to overheat the Earth and we we're going to because it switches back and forth. Before it was global warming, before it was global cooling, then now it's global warming. And they never they never stick to anything. So now, because that wasn't working, and you had a black swan fly in under the name of COVID nineteen, they're using COVID nineteen to switch the world into a socialist utopia. That's what they're trying. And by the way, there is no utopian society that's socialist ever. Name one. There is none. People will say Denmark and Sweden and all. They're not socialist. Ask them. They're not socialist. Ask, they're more capitalistic than the United States. The only thing that they do that's less capitalistic than the United States is taxation. Everything else, they have free school. I mean, not free school, free school choice. You take your tax dollars and you, you choose what school you want your kids to go to. So anyway, I, I just, I, I got out some examples 
of their science, of the Democratic Party's science when it comes to climate. This is what they were pushing. And because remember, again, I want to preface this because I'm long-winded and I need to go back and talk about the original point. The original point is that if you're wearing a mask as a Republican, you might as wear a shirt that says, I'm voting Biden, or Biden is my choice, or I believe in Biden. Because the people that are the the biggest ardent advocates of mask wearing are Democrats. Look Look at the most socialistic, totalitarian, draconian states are all absolutely run by democratic governors and and far left governors the worst cities in the union are all run like the worst city in the world right now is portland oregon followed very closely by seattle right up the coast from each other ted wheeler from portland i mean these people are the most radical leftists in the world and what they were pushing before and all of them are hyper mass people why would you want to have anything in common well i believe that they make some good points they don't make any good points they're the ones who tell you that a baby inside of a womb is not a human being what sense does that make you know i mean what sense does it make at all i think of isaiah chapter 5 verses 20 and 21 Woe to those, woe to those who call, who call evil good and good evil, who, who put light for, for darkness, for light and light for darkness, bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter, who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. They're just lying. And if you buy into any of this COVID-19 stuff, oh, let me get a mask on. It's going to protect me from a 99.9% survival rate. I mean, you see how stupid that is? I mean, I looked at the two people in the, in the ring when I was watching Bellator last night. You got Big John McCarthy, who's probably 40. And then you got a fighter who's probably 30. They have a statistical zero chance of dying of COVID-19. Zero. And they're standing six feet apart, seven feet apart, interviewing. How, I mean, how stupid do you look? I'm not doing, I mean, do you, I mean it, it really is. You know, you you look at like, you know, Psalm 23, where God sets a table before us in the presence of our enemies, right? Because I believe God mocks the enemy. Well, I believe right now the devil is mocking conservatives. The devil is mocking Christians. But he goes, look what I can do to you. I've emptied out your stadiums. You bunch of goofs are standing seven feet apart from each other. You're wearing a mask. I've got you shut up, bound up and separated. Just like a bunch of good little sheeple. Don't be one of them ever. So here's some, here's some climate science that we've been pushed over the last, I don't know, umpteen years. An Associated Press headline from 1989 read, Rising seas could obliterate nations, nations UN, said UN officials. The article detailed a UN environmental official warning that entire nations would be eliminated if the world failed to reverse warming by 2000. Have we? No, nah, it's 2020. Who's gone underwater even an inch? Nobody. Then there were the fears that the world would experience a never-ending cooling trend. See, see they flip-flop all the time. It's, like, it's just like Fauci. At the beginning of, of the pandemic, the masks were useless. Burks, at the beginning of the pandemic, masks were useless. Now, Burks and Fauci want you in uh, a mask, goggles, and face shield. That's, it's the same thing. Global warming, global cooling. Let's look at some other ones. Ocasio-Cortez says, 
warned that Miami would be gone in a few years because of climate change. Okay, that's, that's where they are. She's a big mask advocate. You want to have anything in common with her? I don't. Not one thing. In 2008, ABC released an ominous video about what the world would look like in 2015. As the video warned about rising sea levels, a graphic showed significant portions of New York City by 2015 underwater. These are your mask advocates. These are the people that are telling you that a mask is helping you, that a lockdown is helping you. Al Gore famously predicted in the early 2000s that Arctic ice could be gone within seven years. So 2007-ish, so about 2000, about 2000, 2001, 2002, he said the Arctic ice would be gone by 2007. How's it going so far, Big Al? It's 2020, Arctic ice is still there. In 2009, remember now, he said the first one in 2001, 2002. Well, now in 2009, Al Gore said, polar ice cap may disappear by 2014. So he said it's going to disappear by 2007. That didn't happen. Then he says it's going to happen. Then it's going to disappear by 2014, right? He's the same people telling you to wear a mask. Same people. I don't care if Trump has bought into it. I don't care if Greg Abbott's bought into it. I don't care if Marco Rubio buys into it. I don't care if Ron DeSantis buys into it. If they want to capitulate and get on their knees, they can. I will not ever. I will not strap on a lie and walk around lying. Even if it makes somebody feel virtuous, that's what you're doing. On December 14, 2008, remember now the Gore timeline, 2000, he said that polar ice would be gone by 2007. Then in 2009, he says it's going to be gone by 2014. Then on December 14, 2008, former uh, presidential candidate Al Gore predicted North Polar Ice Cap would, comp would be completely ice-free in five years. So he said in 13, it would disappear. That didn't happen. 14, it would disappear. That didn't happen. 2008, it would disappear. That didn't happen. But put your mask on. Same people. Same people every time. It's a fact. That's what these people are. It really is. And you see, you can't keep locking down. You cannot keep locking down. Let me read this to you. I've been telling you this for five months. Remember, we had our 14 days to slow the spread, right? March 14th, March 15th, 14 days to slow the spread. It's August 8th. And people are, New York City is shut down again. They've shut down every main entrance into New York City. They're, they're contact tracing every soul that goes into that city. Ask anybody. You ought to do a social experiment. Go into New York City, see what happens. You will be contacted before you can park your car on the phone with contact tracers who are using the apps on your phone to find you, call you, locate you, and come to your house if you want to answer your phone. Fact. Fact. It's happening. I've told you about this stuff. Hyperinflation arrives in the Middle East. Right now, we have some capitulating Republicans, some strong, and absolutely socialist, moronic, communist Democrats trying to push a $3 trillion stimulus package. 
If you get a $3 trillion stimulus package passed right now, that puts us at over $30 trillion in debt, folks. $30 trillion in debt. And I know people don't think that it's a big deal anymore because yahoos like me have been talking about debt for a long, long time. Eventually, it will catch up with you. I'll give you some examples. Hyperinflation, what they're doing, again, what are they doing? Most of you know who watched this. What they're doing is printing money to pay the debt. Every day, the Federal Reserve is printing $9 billion a day. $9 billion a day. They're buying U.S. debt. They're monetizing the debt. Eventually, what happens? If you continue to create money just out of the blue, and there's no gold standard anymore. That was done away with in the 70s. I believe by Richard Nixon, which was a horrendous mistake. Never should have happened because then you just tell the government, print whatever you want. And that's, and that's what they're doing. Eventually what happens is if you dump that much cash into society, into the world, you have what's called hyperinflation. If you have $100,000 in the bank, suddenly $100,000 is worth $10,000. And that's what it will buy too. Only what was $10,000 worth of merchandise. So you have $100,000 only able to buy $10,000 worth of stuff. That's what, listen, here it is. Hyperinflation arrives in the Middle East. Because this is what we are currently doing. Lebanon has become the first country in the Middle East. This is from an article from Fee on 8.6. And North Africa region history to experience hyperinflation. The underlying causes of inflation are always the same. Listen now, the professor was quoted by Reuters as saying governments start running larger and larger fiscal deficits and call on the central bank, Federal Reserve, to fund those deficits because tax and bond financing avenues are inadequate. Again, they're spending trillions more than they bring in. In June alone, we spent $872 billion more than we brought in. And you're locking down. There's still 20 million Americans out of work. Our, our unemployment rate is still between 10 and 11%. We were between 2 and 3% pre-COVID. And people still want to lock it down again. Listen, Fauci's starting to back off now because he's getting ridiculed. If he gets, if, if somebody licenses him to speak again, he'll call for a lockdown again. You have the teacher, teachers unions throughout the country. We're not coming back to work. Keep everything locked down. You can't. It's either locked down or eat. Eventually, if you have hyperinflation, you have your money means nothing. And that's for everybody, folks. It, you, you won't be untouched. LeBron James's money will be useless. Bill Gates, who's the one always calling for lockdowns and vaccines, his money will be useless if you have hyperinflation because you, you have, you've dumped so much money into the system that now money means nothing. This is what's happened in Lebanon. And they're not the only ones. This is the first country that it's happened to in the Middle East. And it starts with running deficits. In hyperinflation, central banks are required to virtually fund the government's entire fiscal operations. The Federal Reserve is not the government. Do you know that? It's a private institution. And it's buying all of the government debt. When you, if you receive a $1,200 check again, 
which none of us should, you should be standing up and going, no, I don't want it. I just gave mine away when I got, I just gave it away. But all you're doing is receiving money that's printed. It's monopoly money. Eventually it will come knocking on your door. It will. I don't care if you're well, you know, I'm, I'm following the science. I was a good little sheeple. You know, I locked as soon as they told me to, I did my quarantines 14 days to slow the spread. And I know that after it was 14 days, I went to 30 and after it was 30, I went to 40 and now I'm still 5.5 months in and I'm still holding strong because I got to protect myself from a virus with a 0.1 post-infection death rate. I've got to, yeah, you can, you can do that all you, you can virtue signal all you want. It'll still I'm knocking at your door and devalue all your money too. You can't keep the country locked down. People will die over it. People will starve to death. Lebanon, it's happening. Now there are two ongoing hyperinflations. Lebanon's where the annual inflation rate is 462%. So what used to be worth $462 is now worth $1. Fact. Fact. And Venezuela's doing the same thing where the annual rate soars to 2,219%. So for every $2,219 you have, that equals $1 now. That is heading our way. I'm staring at you on purpose. That's heading our way. We have to stop the nonsense Nancy Pelosi, she doesn't understand either. She must not think it's going to come knock on her door. Remember, she's worth $69 million. She's got a $30,000 freezer with her boutique ice creams in it, right? Well, you know what, Nancy? See, what people don't get is they always believe that there's going to be a they after they've canceled the they. It's like the defund the police people who decided that, you know, they needed security for their defund the police protest. So they called the police. See, people, after they cancel 911, they still think there's going to be a 911. After, after Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi and Republicans, capitulating weak Republicans, shove all this fake money into the economy, they think that it's never going to touch them. It will. It'll make her mansion worthless. It'll make her boutique ice cream worthless. Why will the electric company send power to her house? to power her $30,000 freezer for no money. When you make money worth this in Venezuela, $2,200 is now worth one. We're doing the same thing, folks. You can't keep it going. And not only that, it's not just not locking it down. We have to start the economy up 100% right now to save us. We've got to pull out of this. There's other major economic steps that we have to take. Major economics, social security is going to get touched. Welfare is going to get touched. Medicare, Medicaid, all of it. I mean, we're going down. You can't be $30 trillion in debt. Listen, I'm not, I'm not depressed. Listen, I, I, I hope that Trump bounces back and he was doing some good things. He wasn't doing really good on the debt though, but mainly because of the Democrats, but we have to fight back. So that's all that's, we, that's where we're at. And it may sound depressing to some, and it is in some ways, but it has to stop. So when you don't be rejoicing 
in that, oh, I'm going to get $600. Oh, I'm going to get $12. And it's nothing to rejoice about. It's fake money. Well, it works right now. For now. For now. We'll see much, how much longer it lasts. And I don't know how much longer it'll last. Could last a couple years. Could last a couple months. I have no idea. But it has to stop. You cannot have no economy and print money, folks. You can't do it. From Todd Starnes, for all those who think, again, for all the Christians out there, that guy is so offended by me calling him weak. You are weak because you didn't see this. Let's look at what's going on right now. No more worship in California, L.A. County. Judge issues restraining order against California church. Of course, it's Ventura County. A judge in Ventura County, California, granted a restraining order against Godspeak Calvary Chapel Church, ordering them to stop holding indoor services. Our elected officials, this is from the pastor of Godspeak Calvary Chapel, Pastor Rob McCoy, our elected officials have destroyed our businesses. Yeah, but it's all about compassion, keeping people from getting sick, right? It's not about ushering in socialism, ushering in the stipulations of the Democratic Party, the mandates of the Democratic Party. No, no. Yeah, that's right. Quarantining Christian. When it's time for our fight, then we'll stand up. Uh, church has been closed for five and a half months. It had nothing to do with the church. No, you sure? Casinos are open. Weed stores are open, but your church is closed. Our elected officials have destroyed our businesses. They've shuttered our schools. They've traumatized our children. They've released prisoners into our communities. And now they are seeking legal action against our houses of worship. Exactly. And I don't know where Pastor Rob McCoy stood the whole time. Not saying anything about him because I don't know. But all the pastors now that are complaining, where have you been? This should have been in April. Well, I wanted to buy in 14 days to, to stop the spread. Okay, well, after the 14 days, I don't, listen, you never should have done the 14 days. That was being a weak capitulator in and of itself. However, after the 14 days, where were you? So March 1st, where were you exactly? Or April 1st, April 1st, where were you exactly? See, now they're all get, now they're all starting to catch on. I want an apology, by the way. I want repentance for all of those calling people like me, absolute, well, you know, they're lacking wisdom. They're radicals. You know, I don't agree with them. Oh, really? Well, where's our apology now? Where's it at? For the Rodney Howard Browns of the world, for the Tony Spells of the world. I'm not equating myself with them. I'm just saying for the Tom Lipley's of the world who never closed our churches for one second. Never. I never did any of their little mask mandates, their social distancing. None of it ever. Not one second. Never thought about it for one second ever. Where's our apologies now? See, from that time, Matthew chapter four, verse 17, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You have to get right with God. That's why so many of these pastors right now, they are running powerless services because they've never repented. You got to get out in front of your people and say, I blew it. I never should have closed. Not for one day ever until you say that. The power of the Holy Spirit will be hindered in your church because you never repented and you should have. And now these pastors are starting to realize, I don't know about Pastor Rob McCoy. He may have been open the whole time. I don't know. I probably would have heard of him though if he was. The Constitution is not a suicide pact. This is what the judge said who issued the restraining order. 
The judge who issued the restraining order said that. The Constitution is not a suicide pact, the judge said in remarks uh, reported by the Thousand Oaks Acorn. The exercise of individual liberties has to be consistent with public health. Oh my gosh, somebody might come into contact with an illness that has a 99.9% survival rate. Worst case scenario, you go by CDC statistics, which have what? A 99.74%. Even, even, even the people in on the hoax can't put out better numbers than 99.74% survival, post-infection, post-infection survival rate. Even those, even they can't do it. Even the propagandists can't do it. Ventura County leaders, what what that judge said, think about it. The Constitution is not a suicide. Who's, 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 first of all, do you have to go to, to what's the name of the church again? Uh, God Speak Calvary Chapel. Do you have to go? Anybody driving up like Black Lives Matter style up to your front door? Anybody doing that? Dragging you out of your vehicle? Dragging you into the church? Don't think so. So you don't have to go, correct? You don't have to go to the church. So how is it exactly is it a suicide pact? And if you do decide to go, and you got sick, that's on you. That's America. But if you do get sick, oh, you know, wow, the odds are so much against you surviving. It's all just a bunch of freaking lies. It's all a bunch of lies. Oh my gosh, this person caught COVID. You always have the announcement. This famous person caught COVID. That famous person, Sean Payton caught COVID. Tom Hanks caught COVID. Chris Cuomo caught COVID. And everybody's fine. I had a friend of mine Dennis sent me something on Facebook Messenger. The average age of death of, in America of COVID-19 is 78. What's the average age of death in America? Period. I'll say it again now. The average age of COVID-19 death, death caused by COVID-19, not those with COVID-19, well, probably, who knows. But the average age of death from somebody who dies, allegedly, of COVID-19 is 78. Without COVID-19, this the average age of death in America is what? 78. Whoops. Wow, what a pandemic we have here. It's, the Constitution is not a suicide pact. A suicide pact, pact for who? You walk into Godspeak Calvary Chapel on Sunday and you're 47 years old, you have a with no comorbidities, you have a statistical zero chance of dying of COVID. So what's the point? Why not? So why, why, why are, why are churches closed and casinos are open? And listen, I know some of you get all excited and I'm trying not to mock you. I'm really not. You get excited about Christians kind of cavorting the system going around, you know, and Christians, you know, used a Walmart to conduct a service or they went to the beach and they conducted a service. They rented a casino. I saw and conduct, conducted a service. You know what? It's crap folks. Stand up, go to your church building and open up. Well, I might get arrested for such a time as this. It's time. Ventura County leaders, along with the health department filed a lawsuit against not only the pastor, but also 1,000 John Doe's. 
So they filed a lawsuit, a cease and desist order, a restraining order against the pastor and against a thousand John Doe's, a thousand unnamed church members. They're suing people they don't know the names of. This is your, this is your government right now. And if you wear a mask, you are supporting Ventura County-esque people. McCoy and Doe's one to 1,000 have conducted, participated in, attended, or conducted indoor worship services at the property in violation of state stay-at-home order and local health order, the lawsuit alleges. People can't even write proper English. That's exactly how it reads. Put some A's and it's in there where you're supposed to, people. Learn proper grammar again. Gosh, we're getting the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 9, 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We are getting to be a dumber and dumber nation. They also allege that church members failed to wear masks or practice social distancing. Good. That's what you're supposed to do. Well, I want to, you know, God gave us wisdom. No, no, no. You, I want, first of all, find that in the Bible. There is no verses that say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but God gave you wisdom. No, the fear of the Lord is wisdom. So you fear, you reverence what the word of God says. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. No plague shall draw near my dwelling. I'm completely safe. I won't be a conductor, nor will I receive COVID-19 in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Done. Well, that's a name it and claim it prosperity, health and wealth message. I don't care what you think. Those were all Bible verses, just like the goober. Well, I don't see where I, you know, how could he call people morons and how can he call Christians weak? If they're moronic and weak, that's what I call them. And I've been moronic and weak. And when I've been moronic and weak, guess what I call myself moronic and weak. From Todd Starnes again. If you don't follow Todd Starnes, you need to be following him. Pastor John MacArthur threatened with arrest and a thousand dollar fine per day. Also in Los Angeles. What a shock. He, the city of Los Angeles through a cease and desist letter. Again, same, same people has threatened Grace Community Church and Pastor John MacArthur with a daily fine of $1,000 or arrest. The church is under attack after they decided to defy orders not to hold indoor worship services. That's why, listen, don't go to any more beaches. Don't go rent any more casinos. Get in your building. Open your churches. Grab some guts and do it. They don't, listen, you, the, the Constitution... The Constitution trumps, and I mean that literally and figuratively, trumps, pun intended, trumps local government ordinances. It does. Well, I'm a Romans 13 Christian, and the, I, I live in a county of 48 people, and the county uh, health administrator says that we have to close our church. Forget that, dude. Who cares? The Constitution, First Amendment, Fourth Amendment, Fourteenth Amendment, give you the right to worship as you see fit and not wear a mask. Period. Period. Here's something else I want to bring up. American citizen on Twitter, on Instagram, you've got to follow that guy. I don't even know if it's a guy, but I'm assuming it's a guy. You've got to follow American citizen. Get his at God family at God family, Jesus, something like that. But all you gotta do is go to American citizen. Awesome. Awesome site. You gotta go there on Twitter, on Instagram, follow American citizen. I follow him. Great. He's got tens of thousands of followers. Get on there. All right. So let's look at some of these government officials. Shall we? Oh, buddy. Eric Garcetti. 
Los Angeles mayor, I put down on my notes here, Garcetti strikes again. Play the video for me. And easily spread. While we have already closed all nightclubs and bars, these large house parties have essentially become nightclubs in the hills. Many times the homes are vacant or used for short-term rentals. And beyond the noise, the traffic, and nuisance, these large parties are unsafe and can cost Angelinos their lives. That is why tonight I am authorizing the city to shut off Los Angeles Department of Water and Power Service in the egregious cases in which houses, businesses, and other venues are hosting unpermitted large gatherings. Starting on Friday night, if the LAPD responds and verifies that a large gathering is occurring at a property, and we see these properties reoffending time and time again, they will provide notice and initiate the process to request that DWP shut off service within the next 48 hours. To be clear, while we hope that you will avoid gatherings of all sizes, this enforcement is not focused on small and ordinary gatherings. There you go. They're going to send that you have a gathering that they don't deem to be appropriate. They're going to send LAPD out to your house and shut off your water and your power. You see, people like Garcetti, and I've been saying, now, listen, that, that was not three months ago. That was three days ago, folks. That, I mean, that was, you know, the August 4th, August 5th, somewhere in there. That was just a few days ago. This is... 14 days, remember? We we're all promised by our illustrious various levels of government. Local, state, county, national. We were all promised. 14 days to slow the spread, right? And now it's August 8th. And you have Eric Garcetti, mayor of, I believe, the second largest city in the country, saying that if you don't abide by his rules, now you've got 40 million people that live in the state of California and they've got about 6,000 COVID deaths out of 40 million people, folks. And this is what you have to do. And all the libs will say, well, the reason why the death count is so low is because we did all of our mitigation measures. Uh, Explain Sweden then. Explain Japan. Whoops, 126 million people in Japan. No lockdown. 810 deaths. Whoops. Wrong. Lockdown. There is no lockdown science. Lockdown science is as solid as Al Gore science. Lockdown science is as solid as mask science. There is none. There's not been one, one study that shows that masks work at all. Whoops. This guy, Eric Garcetti called people in that video, super spreaders. Wants offenders shut down permanently. I couldn't, I don't want to play the whole video. It's just too, too boring to watch that guy in his monotone voice read off of his iPad, which by the way, I would say hi to everybody, but I have no scrolling. I have no idea who's watching because all I can see is the numbers of who's watching, but it's so hello, everybody who's watching. I love all you guys. I have no idea who's watching because my screen for some reason, we have not been able to figure out my new iPad. I haven't been able to figure it out. My tech people haven't been able to figure it out. The, the odds of me figuring it out is, is the odds of a mask pre- preventing a COVID-19 particle from getting through to your face. Zero. All right, so the NHL. NHL had their chance. Man, you know what? I was switching to the NHL. That, that was what I was going to watch. Get that. Make sure you got that video ready. Forget about that iPad. 
the NHL had their chance. They did. I was switching wholeheartedly. Listen, I've been as much as I, I kind of hate to admit it because it's the city of New York, but I have family that was born there. So that's where I, I picked my favorite teams when I was a kid. I've been a diehard New York Rangers fan my whole adult life. Not anymore. And I was, I mean, I was ready. I was switching to the NFL. I mean, to the NHL because I'd left the NFL, left Major League Baseball. I didn't give two craps about the NBA before anyway, but left the NBA, all that done, finished, nothing because they're kneeling during the national anthem. If you kneel and you disrespect the men and women that fought in Afghanistan, that fought in Iraq, that fought in Vietnam and Korea, in World War One, World War Two, the Civil War, I don't any war you want to name, you disrespect them, it's over for me. I'm done. And the NFL, I went three years with watch, without watching the NFL with the Colin Kaepernick situation to begin with. So I was already ready, and the NFL has gone galactically, horrendously stupid anyway. They're so political, it's just you can barely you can barely watch them. It's like watching ESPN. So I'm done with the NFL forever. Now I was going to switch. To the NHL. I told my son last night, I'm hoping that like bass tournaments where you go and catch bass when they play the national anthem, that they don't take a knee because that's, I'm heading that way. I, I can't, I'm a big giant pansy. I can't kill nothing even though I'm a voracious carnivore myself. I'm a galactic hypocrite in the air. I just can't kill nothing. I'm just a pansy. But I'm a galactic, you know, hypocrite in that. I told my son, I said, the only I'm going to have to learn to change. I'm going to have to be able to hunt animals. I'm going to have to change sports. I'm going to have to become one of those outdoor guys now and watch the outdoor shows because all the other ones are gone. I'm not watching Major League Baseball when they all take a knee, NFL when they all take a knee. I mean, I, it, you know, the reason why I love the UFC is Dana White has stood up. Dana White has a set and actually stands up, actually does what he's supposed to do. You know, I don't like the mask stuff and everything else, but it's not up to him. That's not up to him. He can't, they'll shut him down. They'll send him a cease and desist order. It's not like a church. Okay, they, they can come in and shut down because he doesn't own the buildings. Churches, you can open up. Yeah, you may walk out of there like this, but you can open up. Dana White has no choice. Dana White, I'm assuming he won't allow people to kneel for the national anthem that are part of the UFC. But she's fought hard against this whole COVID thing. But anyway, I was going. I was switching to the NHL. I was so happy. And then I saw this. To perform the Star Spangled Banner, please welcome Carnell Johnson. Oh, say can you see I'm done. I'm done. Absolutely freaking done. Done. Just look at him. Done. 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 And did you hear the crowd noise when they introduced him? The ah, all fake. This is just typical Democratic Party stuff. You bring it back to me. Just typical Democratic Party. Look at how ridiculous. I get the devil is laughing at humanity. Laughing. Here's our who's the here's our performer for the national anthem. Ah, there's nobody there. There's nobody there. Not a soul is there. And then they take a knee with our beautiful stars and stripes, whether it's literal or on a screen. And you got all those freaking stupid idiots who men fought and died for their right to, to be a multi, multi-millionaire skating around a ring, hitting a black puck. 
and take a knee and you just, I mean, it's just blasphemy. It's just blasphemy to the, to, to the United States armed forces, to the United States constitution. Absolute blasphemy, absolute garbage. Oh, what the NHL could have been. The NHL could have been, listen, I, I, I've been saying this for a while. It's probably going to get pretty darn separate. You know, you have to be real wary of what I call leverage in our culture right now. You got Rodney Howard Brown. He was on tonight doing a podcast earlier on. And he was talking about his book. The Phantom Virus was banned by Amazon. See, the problem is, is that Amazon's gotten so big that they have leverage. So you, they, you know, there's hard, if you can't put your book on Amazon, you're in big trouble. Here's what happens too, though, is what Amazon can do is close down other venues too by threatening them, by saying, we won't put your stuff on. If you put his on, then we won't put your stuff on ours. Too much leverage is going on. It's the same thing that could happen with Walmart. And the person who is running Walmart is not Sam Walton anymore. It's his liberal hack daughter is running Walmart. And what they can do is when you, when you say, you know what, universal mask mandate for Walmart, which is in effect, they're just not enforcing it. That they can say is, you know, well, I want to start up Lipley's grocery down the street. Well, they'll say to the, my suppliers, you supply him, you won't supply us. Then they're bankrupt. See, that's too much leverage. We have got to be weary of that and we have got to fight against it. That's what's going on in social media right now. It's the same thing. There is nowhere else to go. I'm going to, if I have time tonight, what time is it? If I have time tonight, I'm going to rip the crap out of tech tyrants. The very person that I'm on their platform right now. And I wouldn't rip them. I don't care whether they're liberal or conservative. I wouldn't rip them except they're acting as tyrants, little totalitarians. Taking down conservative content. All right, some quick hitters here. What I call quick hitters, quick narratives. Elizabeth, quick headlines is what I'm talking about when I say quick hitters. Elizabeth Warren pushes coronavirus bailout for privileged elites while calling it economic justice. Elizabeth Warren, I'll tell you more about what that is later. The Democrats are pushing a $3 trillion bailout, which has nothing to do much with coronavirus. Doesn't have much to do with it at all. Get this one. Seattle's police chief criticized a plan. Carmen Best is her name to defund the police. And she was, she has not been a stalwart leader, but she's done better recently. So she, so she criticizes a plan to defund the police. The city council responded by slashing her salary. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You can put that up. Got to buy this book. I've got them. If you're at the church tomorrow, make sure you buy one. Go to Rodney Howard Brown's website and buy the book. You got it back to me. Hey, listen, you're like, Hey, you're peddling stuff. I don't care. <laughs> These are people that listen. I, if I say follow American citizen, that's up to you. He's awesome. Freaking great. Follow him, follow him, follow Jonathan Shuttlesworth, follow Rodney Howard Brown. These are patriots. These are people standing up for our country. And there's many others too. If they're, if they pop into mind, I'll tell you to follow them. Uh, who am I? I don't know. I'm just going to tell you to follow them. Here's another quick hitter. Half a million. Oh, there, there's absolutely no chance of corruption with an entire mail-in campaign, right? Entire mail-in voting system, right? Half a million incorrect absentee ballot applications sent across Virginia, including once again, dead people. Ralph Notham, the governor of Virginia. Rashida Tlaib. Violated election laws must pay back campaign funds. House, 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 it's hard to say, House Ethics 
Committee rules. She took an illegal salary. Dinesh D'Souza went to prison for that. I'm assuming she's going to prison, right? See, that's the whole thing. Conservatives go to prison for stuff like that. And a lot of you don't get this yet. I know it. You probably think I'm weird and have a conspiracy theory guy or something. They will put you in freaking prison and they won't even think about it. You're like, I would, wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I knew that I put somebody in prison for unjustifiable reasons. They ain't you, brother or sister. Another quick hitter. Nevada sent more than 200,000 mail-in primary ballots to wrong addresses. And this occurred in their largest county, Clark County, which is where Las Vegas is. Oh, but the mail-in system is absolutely beyond reproof, right? That's what the Democrats will tell you. The same people telling you to strap your face diapers on. Get this picture. You got to see it. Now, this is from two years ago, but this is what's, you're like, this, you, Tom, you're, you're going way overboard when you say this. I'm not. This is what Chinese police dynamite Christian megachurch in China. That's a fact. That happened two years ago, right there. Now, I've said to you for months, people like Rodney Howard Brown have said this to you for months. This whole coronavirus response, not the virus itself, the response to it, the response should have been isolate all of the old people in their nurse in nursing homes, the people who are in nursing homes, not all not putting all old people in nursing homes, but the people who are already in nursing homes, isolate them, and that's it. So Sweden did. That's it. If you don't want to get sick, stay home. Do you know do what you do during the flu season, basically. That's what should have happened with more stringent such an attack. Normally with the flu, the flu hits kids way harder. So you don't have to worry as much about the nursing homes. Once they found out that it's old people that this hits. That's where it should have gone, right? And so that's why we have 50%. It keeps crawling up there. Started off at 30-something percent. Now it's at 43%. I guarantee it's 50 to 60% of all COVID-19 deaths occurred in nursing homes in the United States. I guarantee it. Officially right now, it's 43%. In nursing homes, not elderly, people in nursing homes have died of it. So that's what should have happened. But that's not what they did. The response was to attack the church. Why? Because the people behind it are communist globalists. People like Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates who are globalists. They're, they don't believe, you think Anthony Fauci believes in the United States outside of how it privileges him? Outside of how it benefits him? He doesn't believe in the United States. He's a globalist. He wants to be a global icon, just like Bill Gates. That's all he's about. That's who he is. They don't care about what's going on in the United States at all. But what you have to do, if you're going to turn the United States into the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, you go after the church. That's exactly what they did. That church was in Hong Kong. Chinese police officers demolished one of the country's largest evangelical churches using heavy machinery and dynamite to raise the building where more than 50,000 Christians worshiped. That's what this is all about. This is actually what this is all about. It's about attacking God. It's about attacking the body of Jesus, the body of Christ. Trump put out a video. This is a very interesting video. I'm only going to play the first like couple seconds of it. But listen to what President Trump says in this very brief excerpt right here. Listen to this. So I have a lot of enemies out there. This may be the last time you'll see me for a while. A lot of very, very rich enemies, but they are not happy with what I'm doing. But I figure we have one chance to do it, and no other president's going to do what I do. No other president would do a favored nations, a rebate, 
a buy from other nations at much less cost. Nobody. With me. He's talking about that's interesting verbiage there. You may not see me for a while. We have one shot at this. There's a lot of very wealthy people that hate me. You listen, I can, I won't get too deep into it tonight, but listen, if you trace the roots of Barack Hussein Obama, you know, he's directly not related by blood, but related by deep, uh, familiar relationships with the Bush family. Very much. That's a fact. It's just, I, I'll, I'll break it out on the show at some point. Not quite ready to go there yet. You know, we get all my facts in order, but Trump's an outsider. They're like, no, he's part of the global elite. No, he doesn't even compare. Donald Trump, first of all, has lost in his estimate between three and five billion dollars being president that he would have that he's lost literally and that he would have made. President Trump is a small time player in comparison to Bill Gates. You're talking about Donald Trump being worth a couple billion dollars and other people, Warren Buffett, uh, Bill Gates, Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey. It's very difficult to even find out who the owner really is of Google. All that's, I mean, these people are worth hundreds of billions. There's probably a trillionaire out there. Who knows? Allegedly, we haven't, don't have our first trillionaire yet. Gates is hoping to do it by selling vaccines. But Trump's trying, what Trump is saying is, I'm an outsider. I'm trying to get things done. And the global elitists, the global elites are fighting against me. The Gates, the Soros, Soroses. The Democratic Party, the Rockefeller Foundation, keep a very big eye out. The Rockefeller Foundation is the money behind the tests, folks. I have it all right here. It's right here. The Rockefeller Foundation is the money behind their tests. Their goal is to have 30 million tests a week in the United States for COVID-19. Right now, we have about 800,000 tests a day. They've gotten there. They're getting there. The money behind that is the Rockefeller Foundation. You can pull that up yourself. Just Google it tonight. Rockefeller Foundation funding of COVID-19 testing. Fact. They're the ones behind it. They're all a bunch of globalists. They're not in it for the United States. They're not nationalists. Everyone thinks being a nationalist is evil to say. They equate it with being a racist. I'm I'm a nationalist. I'm not a racist. I believe in protecting the rights and privileges and benefits of being a United States citizen. I believe that it's different than being a citizen of Uruguay. And I believe we should protect them. I don't think we should have open borders. All these guys, the Soroses, the Democratic Party, Bill Gates, Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, Apple, Google, YouTube, Amazon, Microsoft, the Great Reset, the World Health Organization, the UN, All of these people are globalists. They look at this world as one giant rock and how can they manipulate it to usher in totalitarian socialism? That's what it's really all about. See, that's a fact right there. The video that my man is playing right there. There's the Rockefeller Foundation right there. The one he played, you play. Yeah, there's the Great Reset. These are are not conspiracy theories. These are not things that I'm making up. You're like, you're just another Alex Jones. Great, I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. I know Alex goes off with his lizard people and stuff, and that's on him. But he, most of the time, the guy's right. <laughs> okay, I'm not going down that route. I'm just saying. There's a lot of you. You think Barack Obama is not directly related to the Bush family? I don't mean by blood. I just mean by friendship. I'm telling you, he is, and I will bring that out for you later on. Anthony Fauci. Let's get on to Anthony tonight. Got some information on him. Anthony Fauci, obviously the director of NIAID, 
National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, also told Diamond that there are even more frightening, uh, Diamond's the person that was interviewing him, that there are even more, this is from The Blaze, that there are even more frightening viruses than COVID-19 that are, quote, lurking around the corner. The 79-year-old doctor also said the COVID-19 infection is the worst case scenario or my, or my worst nightmare and that the notion of a growing number of viruses jumping from animals to humans, even though I'm going to read it to you in a minute, he, you notice how he says he's concerned about viruses jumping from animals to humans. That's what he claimed to this day, never heard him correct himself, that the coronavirus, COVID-19, jumped mysteriously from cave bats to humans to this day i've never heard him change his story yet nih really has but he has not worst case scenario or my worst nightmare and that the notion of growing number of viruses jumping from animals to humans is a terrible notion to behold here's what i want to tell you tonight he's talking about future viruses quote lurking around the corner lurking okay well, here's, here's what you can do for the rest of your life. And as long as Anthony Fauci is alive, and according to the average, he's already past the average age, which is 70, 78, he's 79. So find out whatever Fauci is sending money to or is on the board of, i.e. gain-of-function research, Gates Vaccine Board, Gilead. That is where the next pandemic or public health crisis will come from. Everybody hear me now. Mark my words. And whether it's Fauci literally or Fauci figuratively, someone like Fauci or Fauci himself, wherever he is sending his money to or whomever he is on the board of, whatever he is on the board of, that is where the next pandemic or public health crisis will come from. The organizations he sits on the boards of will offer then to come to your rescue. Insist or, or insist that they come to your rescue with the eager democratic party and weak need Republicans ready for their help. What do I mean by this? Well, let's look at this. This is from Jesse Morrell from the daily wire. Now this is a little bit lengthy. Don't leave me because I'm, you need this information. Like, and share this video, you know, keep it. And then go back later and write your own no notes. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. This is not conspiracy theory. I'm not, I'm a radical by today's standards, but I'm a radical because I believe Jesus is the only way to heaven. I believe in his healing power. I believe in his protection. I believe that cowering in the corner from COVID-19 and shutting your churches down is cowardice and weak and capitulating. Yes, I'm a radical if you want to call me that. But this stuff is factual data. You can find it all yourself with relative ease. Type in this name on Google. Jesse Morell. M-O-R-R-E-L-L. -L, not Juicy Smooye. Jesse Morell. Dr. Fauci's institution. Remember what I said to you. I wrote this quote down. Find out whatever Fauci is sending money to or is on the board of that is where the next pandemic or public health crisis will come from. That is where this one came from. 
Dr. Fauci's institution, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, financed bat coronavirus research at the Wuhan lab. The National Institute of Health also granted the Wuhan lab millions of dollars. National Institute of Health runs NIAID, which is who Anthony Fauci works for the National Institute of Health under the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Oh, typical government. What specifically did U.S. taxpayers dollars go to at the Wuhan Institute of Virology? This isn't Anthony Fauci's personal stock of cash that he's sending to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the Chinese Academy of Sciences, which runs the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He's not sending his money. He's sending yours. Here's what the NIH said in writing. This is what your tax dollars went to directly to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They knew this from day one. Day one, early December 2019, a coronavirus breaks out in Wuhan, China, knowing they sent their money there. They knew it from day one and not a single freaking soul from any of these people came out and acknowledged it. They knew from day one they were doing bat coronavirus gain of function research at the Wuhan Institute of of Virology. They knew it and never said a word about it to anybody at all. So here we go. Here's what the NIH said in writing. Who got them to put it out in writing? Ted Cruz. They hadn't said nothing. They did it in cooperation with the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. The NIH said in writing, the project supported the following activities at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Think about it. I know you've heard me say this a dozen times on this show. It's like this. If you backed your car into your neighbor's car, you're at a gathering together and you smash the rear end of his car. And you're like, what would you do? Oh, I don't know how that happened. Th- that's what happened here. They did it. And they didn't even acknowledge it. They didn't go back into the party and say, hey, listen, sorry, I just backed into your car. Here's my insurance information. Let's solve the problem. Nothing. They did nothing. They knew from day one. They're sitting there in December singing Silent Night and Jingle Bells to each other. And they knew the whole time they're the ones who did this. Who else would have done it? Well, if you're doing experiments on bats and extracting coronaviruses out of them, making them susceptible to humans... Who else would have done it to this day? The Fouch still hasn't acknowledged it. The NIH says in writing, the project supported the following activities at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, coronavirus screening and serology, coronavirus screening and serology of non-human samples. This is what they'll try to do is lose you in the vernacular, lose you in using $5 words. Viral pathogenics, serology testing, host receptor binding. What's that mean? Gain of function research. Host receptor binding, spike, S spike protein sequencing. You can put that up there. Take a look at this. 
You see that S protein right there? That's the little knob sticking out. That is what they did to make coronavirus. Go back to me. That's what they did to make coronavirus susceptible to human beings. It's a manufactured, man-made virus, and they freaking know it. They knew it from day one. They know that. Listen, there's numerous credible sources that now believe that, including the United States government. The Fouch has never acknowledged that it was him, that it was him and the CCP that has done this, that it was him and the NIH that has done this, that it was him and Bill Gates that have done this. They did this. I mean, I mean, come on, folks. Again, if it quacks like a duck. It's, it flies south for the winter like a duck. It lands on a lake from the air like a duck. And once it lands there, it starts eating and quacking like a duck. It's a freaking duck. I mean, come on. It happens in Wuhan, China, the only place on planet Earth they're doing coronavirus gain-of-function research. What they did was they put that S-spike protein into They extracted the virus. This is gain-of-function research, folks. They extract the virus out of the bat because I guess they're so scared that the bats someday are going to bite people and they're going to be susceptible to to the coronavirus. Even though right now that'll take 800 years. I think think I'd rather wait than put it in the hands of the Fouch. Put it in the hands of Bill Gates. So what they do is extract that virus out, make it susceptible to human beings. They make, make it transmissible to human beings, make human beings. They make it so that it, it, will, it will infect human beings, where before it had no effect on human beings. They make it transmissible to human beings and then inject it into mice brains. It's a fact. And then create a virus for it. That is what they were doing. They say it right here. Spike S protein sequencing. In, and in vitro and viva virus characterization that you can sum that all up with three words gain of function research you make the virus gain the function of being transmissible to a human being the Fouch knew it the NIH knew it Bill Gates has sent tens of millions of dollars to the Chinese Academy of Sciences which runs the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And that's not good enough. He sent tens of millions of dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology directly. Where were all these people? Why weren't they at the microphones? Um, It was us. We're going to work on it. We're going to work on it. Sorry. So sorry. What can we do? What can we do? They never acknowledged it. You know, Bill Gates and his Netflix in October of 2019, Bill Gates says that there's going to be a wet market outbreak. Why, why is he not arrested? Why is he? Not, why is the FBI? Not, FBI? Why is the FBI not doing a proctological exam on him? Why? Why? I'll continue to read. It was Dr. Fauci's institution and industry that caused this pandemic. Key phrase: gain of function research. This is again from Jesse Morrell. They find bat viruses and make them infectious to humans for vaccine research with mice. They would find a new virus experiment by giving it the spike protein, making it potentially infectious to human cells. Fauci funded the Wuhan lab to do this gain of function research 
Obama outlawed it, and six days prior to leave, leaving office, he made it legal again, and the Fouch sent $3.7 million over to the Wuhan Institute of Virology for gain-of-function research. Everybody here, I mean, this is world, this is absolutely world-crashing news. I know it's not news. Most of you who watched this know, have heard me tell this before. It's absolutely, I mean, listen, the day, I remember the day of the White House briefing where you had the reporter come in after the LA County USC study that found out that the coronavirus has a 0.1 post-infection death rate, same as the flu. And that's LA County study, USC study, Stanford study, Miami Herald study, Boston Globe study, Israeli study, all found 0.1 post-infection death rate. He came in and told everybody in the press room, take your masks off. There's no need for it. Well, they told one other reporter, take your mask off. There's no need for it. It should have been the end. It isn't. This should have been the end. Right here, Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Wuhan Institute of Virology, they did this. They know they did it. They know they did it. They knew it from day one. Fauci knew about the lab researching coronavirus bats and their gain-of-function research, and yet he still blamed the wet markets and never mentioned the existence of the lab he funded. To date, neither Dr. Fauci, director of NIAID, nor Dr. Collins, director of the NIH, he finally did after Ted Cruz made him do it. And that was in May. In May. After they darn well knew in December. They've made, neither Dr. Fauci, nor Dr. Collins have made any public statements about the Wuhan lab. Think about it. Why is nobody asking him this? Three, the experiments going on there with coronavirus from bats and their personal firsthand experiment experience on the matter. And today, no journalist or reporter has even asked him about his funding and knowledge of the Wuhan lab. I've never heard him ask one question. The Washington Repo Post reported, U.S. Embassy officials warned in January 2018 about inadequate safety at the Wuhan Institute of Virology lab. 2018, one year prior, and passed on information about scientists conducting risky research on coronavirus from bats. The U.S. Embassy warned them, warned. The U.S. Embassy officials warned in January 2018. They were warned this was going on. Risky experiments at a lab that has subpar security and subpar safety measures. The Wuhan Institute of Virology is run by the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Here comes Billy. Billy Gates is said to have predicted an outbreak years ago and is one of the biggest donors to the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Lo and behold, all the kawinky dinkies going on here. It's just a coincidence that the only place on planet Earth they're extracting coronavirus out of bats Making it transmissible to humans is where the outbreak begins. Wow, what a coincidence. And wow, that's where tens of millions of dollars from Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates have gone. What a coincidence, right? Chinese, and, and was uh, Bill Gates, who is said to have predicted an, out, an outbreak years ago, is one of the biggest donors to the Chinese Academy of Sciences and was awarded their highest honor. Bill Gates also directly donated to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which was doing bat coronavirus research. The Bill Gates Foundation donates hundreds of millions of dollars to the National Institutes of Health. That's where Anthony Fauci works, the organization uh, Dr. Fauci works for, and the National Institutes of Health 
donates to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Dr. Fauci has a very close and long-time relationship with Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation, as the Gates Foundation are big donors to Fauci's institution. Dr. Fauci is on the Leadership Council for Vaccines with the Gates Foundation. Fauci is also a deep state Obama-Hillary supporter. Bill Gates has opposed hydroxychloroquine as unproven, even though a major study involving 2 billion people just proved it lowered mortality by 80%. What's, what's remdesivir do? Not nearly as good. Nothing, and it's a billion times more expensive. Bill Gates is opposed hydroxychloroquine as unproven as an unproven treatment for COVID-19 and continues to push for a long-term economic shutdown until there's a vaccine. The, the Pure Bright Institute, a, vac a vaccine institute funded in part by the Gates Foundation from grants in 2013 and 16 has a 2018 patent for a vaccine for a strain of the coronavirus. He was already working on coronavirus vaccines. What a shock. What a surprise. Have you ever, anybody, I want to ask you a question out there. If I actually had a working scrolling iPad, uh, we could have some interplay here, but we can't. You ever hear of anything called coronavirus before? They knew. Bill Gates knew. He, he gave two, in 2013 and 2016 money to the Pure Bright Foundation, I'm sure millions of dollars, for them to get a coronavirus vaccine what are, what are the odds what, what are the odds of all the viruses that could ever have an outbreak i want you to tell me what are the odds that it's a coronavirus out of a bat that is what ends up being this global pandemic right what are the odds Ex explain to me the odds of that there, there, i mean that he and he was so out in front of this in 2018 his institute the Pure Bright Institute has a coronavirus vaccine ready to go. Oh, what are, what are the odds of this? I mean, it's astounding, right? There will be no return to normal until there is a vaccine. Gates Foundation said chief, uh, what's his title? Chief Executive Mark Sussman of the Gates Foundation said, Bill Gates said that he wants to help cure world poverty. Oh, how lovely. And the only problem is, is that there are too many people. So he wants to use vaccines, he said, to decrease the population growth. And he's already been caught putting sterilization drugs in his vaccines. Already been caught and acknowledged by the World Health Organization. Please, I challenge you, look it up. You know, all the people that send me stuff on here that call me an idiot and all the different, well, I'm being uh, <clears throat> G-rated by saying idiot. Call me that. You know what? I, it's funny. You know, again, speaking of just extreme coincidence, what's always a coincidence in, is that they never send me any facts. There's never any uh, facts to dispute the facts that I've put out. There's never anything that disproves anything that I've said ever. You know why? Because I didn't have to do the research. It's already been done. These, this is all fact. Taking, talking about his vaccine development, Bill Gates said, we actually started with Ebola, but unfortunately it got done before it was needed. So Bill Gates considers it to be unfortunate that Ebola went away before he could market a vaccine for it. Bill Gates said, things won't get back to normal until we have gotten a vaccine out to the entire world. Dr. Fauci has <clears throat> been advocating 
and advancing the same plan in perfect sync and harmony with Gates. No country has ever, Jesse Morrell saying this, no country has ever responded to a pandemic by shutting down the economy of an entire nation. Fact. Fact. Never. Over what? Put my mask on. I don't want to get something. That I have a 99.9% chance of surviving. Get my mask on. Social distance. Don't come near me. I only have a 0.1. I only have a 0.1% post-infection death rate if I catch it. Oh my gosh. Keep it from me. Shut down the entire economy. 99.9% survival rate. How stupid. I mean, it's, I don't know how to put it into words. It's deception. Just pure deception. The only problem with deception, it's deceiving. No country has ever responded to a pandemic by shutting down the economy of the entire nation. This is unprecedented. Fauci knows better. The proper protocol is to isolate the weak and vulnerable, quarantine the sick, not the healthy, super Christian quarantine parents. And let the young and healthy beat it with their immune system, develop herd immunity, and keep the economy going. Fauci knows this. And by the way, Fauci is, they call him people who are his sycophants, who worship at his throne, call him America's doctor. He's an epidemiologist, folks. He's never even treated a patient. When was the last time? I mean, it's been at least five decades since the man has seen a patient. I don't know if he ever has. And he calls and tech tyrants take down the posts of real doctors using hydroxychloroquine to cure coronavirus. Fact. Nancy Pelosi said about Trump reopening the economy. I would hope that the scientific community would weigh in and say, you can't do this. Oh, the science. Oh, the science people, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, the Greta Thunberg's of the world, the Al Gore's of the world and their illustrious science that Miami is supposed to be underwater right now. New York is supposed to be underwater. They're all advocating. We only have a two, 10 years to go now, according to uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. These are the science people. Jesse Morrell writes, we really need a thorough investigation on all the ways Bill Gates is repeatedly entangled in this pandemic. He funded the Wuhan lab. Fact. He funded the World Health Organization. Fact. $50 million was his latest donation. He funded the modelers, the people who put out the model models that there was going to be two plus million Americans dead from coronavirus who funded the modelers. Uh, Billy Gates, he funded Dr. Fauci. Fact, he sends tens of millions of dollars to the National Institute of Health, which employs Anthony Fauci. He funded Dr. Burks. Fact, he funded the vaccine. Fact. Right? So Bill Gates also funded the lab where the virus came from, funded the horribly inaccurate models that predicted mass death, paid the WHO to declare this a pandemic. That's a fact. The, the WHO, the World Health Organization, was resisting Bill Gates, saying to him over and over again, we're not going to call this a pandemic. You know why? Because it's not. It's a bad flu season. That's what it is. It is. If you, don't, if you don't put in a bunch of false death numbers, false death attributions to the coronavirus, the coronavirus would look like a bad flu season. That's what it is. Because what the coronavirus deaths that you're seeing tabulated worldwide over and over again, they get caught. 
a motorcycle death, coronavirus. I did this on Thursday. A man struck by lightning in the state of Florida died of the lightning strike, was put down as a coronavirus death. A nurse who they were proclaiming as being one of the youngest to die of coronavirus did not die of coronavirus, never had coronavirus, but was counted as a coronavirus death in the state of Florida, actually died of kidney failure. Fact! If you don't have all those fake death attributions in the United States, you're looking at a bad flu season. And by the way, when you have a bad flu season like we did in 2017, which by the way, to date, more people died in 2017 total in the United States than total in 2020. Fact. So how do you have a pandemic? When you have more deaths in 2000, I'm talking about just total deaths in the United States. More people died in 2017 than 2020. From January 1st to June 1st. Fact. So how do you have a pandemic? Explain that to me, quarantining Christian. Explain that to me, mask-wearing, conservative, virtue-signaling Republican. Explain that to me, level-headed, wisdom-minded, but really capitulating Republican. Where I just, you know, I want to I want to get along with everybody and be a community neighbor, be a community partner and a good neighbor with everybody. You know, I know some people are scared, so I wear a mask. No, you're a liar and somebody who espouses lies. That's what you are. You're not a good person because you wear a mask. You're a liar because you wear a mask. Paid the who to declare this a pandemic. That's what he did. What happened was they refused. Bill Gates was lobbying the who to call the coronavirus a pandemic. They refused. So he sent them $50 million. This is a fact. They changed the next day. Oh, what a shock. I mean, literally fact the next day. Pull it up. Google it. It's an absolute fact. Absolute freaking fact. Using all my Christian cuss words. You haven't busted out bull crap yet, but I have said crap. And this is the guy who is trying to break into the vaccine industry and is investing billions into the coronavirus vaccine. There he is. Jesse Morell said, I recently asked a reporter. I'd like to know specifically who funded the coronavirus research at the Wuhan lab. As it turns out, Dr. Anthony Fauci did. Now, new coronavirus, this is, this is the headline. New coronavirus emerges from bats in China, devastates young, young swine. When did, the, when did this happen? You think it happened in 2019, don't you? No. This happened in 2016. So everyone, the novel, SARS-CoV-2, novel. Is it? Is it novel? Well, let's look. A newly identified coronavirus that killed nearly 25,000 piglets in 2016 and 17 in China emerged from, what a shock, another stunning coincidence. Uh, Anthony Fauci must have come and run up to every podium in the United States and said, it was me who did this. It was me and Bill Gates in partnership with the CCP that did this. We did it. He must have. Right? And then we wouldn't have shut everything down. No. No, he didn't. A newly identified coronavirus that killed nearly 25,000 piglets in 2016 and 17 in China emerged from horseshoe bats. Shocking. Near the origin of the severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus, SARS-CoV. Near... Wuhan! Oh my gosh, it happened again? Oh, what a shock! 
only place that ever, where you ever heard of coronavirus in your life is Wuhan, China. Ever. It happened in 16 and 17 too. Fact. Fact. Oh, what a shock. This happened in downtown Newark? Nah. Again in Wuhan. 2016 and 17. Right near the outbreak of SARS-CoV-2. Oh my, what a, what a shock. And right, and by the way, there was not just the SARS-CoV-2, folks, we obviously know, because this outbreak in 2016 originated near the location of the outbreak of SARS-CoV-1. You ever heard of it? Of course you haven't. Why wouldn't the NIH run to a microphone and tell you all about this? They don't want to, I guess they don't want to be blamed for it, right? Why didn't they run to a microphone? Where were they? Where, where's the media? Where's CNN? Where's MSNBC? Hey, where's Fox? Where's Newsmax? Where's it? Where's, where's any of them? Why are they not all over this? Every day, every hour, all the time. Why? Because this is, this is all factual data. This all exposes what truly happened. What truly happened is you had gain of function research and it got out of the lab. That gain of function research was funded by Bill Gates funded by Anthony Fauci, funded probably by the World Health Organization and funded by the CCP. Somehow it got out of an institution which was known to have shoddy security and safety measures. It got out. And they've known it from day one. The first SARS-CoV outbreak, the, the pig one is, is called SAD-CoV. It happened right near the original outbreak of SARS-CoV. I'll read it to you. Near the origin of the severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus, SARS-CoV, not two, CARV-1, which emerged in 2002. Did you ever hear that before? If you don't attend my church, you might not have heard it. Tom, you preach these things from the pulpit? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't hesitate to say anything from the pulpit. This is why you need to be at this church tomorrow. Emerged in 2002 in the same bat species. Oh, so you have an outbreak in 2016. Interesting. When was Anthony Fauci sending money before? I mean, you had, you had gain-of-function research outlawed, right? By the Obama administration, somewhere between 2008, right? In 2016, correct? Outlawed. Anthony Fauci was sending gain-of-function research money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And also, by the way, gain-of-function research was done initially in North Carolina and transferred over to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And Anthony Fauci was funding all that too because the man has freaking been the NIAID chief for daggum 40 years. Done nothing. He hasn't solved. Name one thing he solved. Name one disease he's had a cure for. Oh, let me, let me add them all up. You ready? Uh, none. Common cold? Nah. Flu? Nah. All you people who think that you're helping yourself by getting a flu shot, you're not. Just letting you know. You're not doing anything. If you didn't get sick, it's because your immune system beat it. They don't even know what they're injecting. There's so many strands of coronavirus and flus. They don't even have any clue of what they're injecting you with. They, do they care? No, they don't care. So you have, here's what happened. So 2016, you have sad cove breaks out right next to where the where SARS-CoV originated, the new virus, which was 2002, in the same bat 
species. So all this stuff going on in Wuhan. The new virus is named Swine Acute Diarrhea Syndrome, SADS-CoV. That's how it killed them all. All right, so that happened in 16 and 17. It does not appear to infect people. See what they were doing is they knew they saw that come out. Sad's Cove, which they created, which caused all the pigs to die. They knew they created through gain of function research because it, that happened in 16 and 17. Obama had left office and now gain of function research was legalized again. So Anthony Fauci sends $3.7 million over there. Now you have an outbreak then that kills pigs, but it didn't kill people. So now they got to do gain of function research, make that coronavirus that killed the pigs, make that transmissible to human beings so that if pigs ever give it, I guess, even though they're the ones who gave it to the pigs, somehow if if there's a massive bat attack, Think about why would you worry about what a bat is going to do to a person? I want you to name how many people died from bats last year. Okay. You got about 500,000 to 700,000 people die from mosquito bites, but I want you to ask you, and what has Fauci done about that? Well, since they're all in Africa, he doesn't give a crap. Tipple. So there's no, there's no money to be made off of it because what, what do they give people from malaria? hydroxychloroquine whoops no money to be made there for the Fauci. but if you can make a virus you do gain of function research from cave bats and make a virus that's that that is now transmissible to a human being and create a vaccine for it there's money to be made there because you got like a little flu strain here that's popular in america where the money is so it does not appear to infect people. That's the one that got into the swine. Unlike SARS-CoV, which in 2002, SARS-CoV-1 infected more than 8,000 people and killed 774. Did you ever hear that? No, all you hear is the novel coronavirus, as if they've never heard of it before. As if they've never heard of the coronavirus before. They've heard of it. Listen to this. So you have the first cove came out. SARS cove came out in 2002 and killed 774 people. No SARS cove cases from that point on have been identified since 2004. The study investigators identified SADS cove, the one that killed the pigs on four pig farms in China's Guangdong province. Shocking. Where does it always happen in China? The work was a collaboration here we go. Who created it? The investigators identified Sad's Cove on four pig farms in China's Guangdong province. The work was a collaboration among scientists from EcoHealth Alliance, Duke NHS, that's America, Wuhan Institute of Virology, and other organizations, and was funded by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, part of the National Institute of health. That is where this all started. Explain to me why Bill Gates is a foremost ideologue on vaccines when he's never confessed his sins. Explain to me why Anthony Fauci has the power to advocate for shutting down a 20 plus trillion dollar economy when he's the one who caused the reason he is the cause for the economy to allegedly be shut down. 
just like the Christians are the cause of feeding the people they've made hungry. The Christians cause the hunger that they're allegedly feeding right now. The Christians are having their, you know, their food pantries for people that have lost their jobs because of the COVID-19 response. Christians, you closed your churches, crashed the economy and caused those people to be hungry. That's what you should repent of. Yeah, buy them food, but you're the one who caused their hunger. Fact. That's where we're at right now. What time is it? Oh, my word. Woo. All right. I'm sorry to go so much in detail. I'm really missing about 75% of the show tonight, but I can't keep going on. Thank you all for watching tonight. I really do appreciate it. Let me do a big church push before we go. Don't log off. Stay with me for a minute. Listen, again, we've been packing out services here. And listen, I know we've been full. Just pack in here. Let's make it a statement. We don't care how close we are. Let's pack in. Our church, we went down probably 30% in attendance when COVID hit. We're bigger now and richer now than we've ever been. And you're like, a pastor shouldn't be talking about it. I don't care. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Listen, this church, is we are killing it right now. Be here tomorrow. Listen, do you want to hear hellfire and brimstone messages? This is your place. You want to hear about the need to repent of sin? This is your place. You want to hear turn or burn messages? This is your place. You want to hear somebody from the pulpit who is unafraid, unashamed, and not worried about offending a soul? This is the church for you. If your church ever closed or is following government mandated procedures for reopening, wrong pastor, wrong church, go to a real church. If you can get here, we are in Inglewood, Florida. Look it up. 3385 South Access Road. If you got to drive two hours to be at a real church tomorrow, join me here. We have never closed. We have never social distanced. I have never put out an alcohol gel station. I have never specially cleaned the church. Nothing ever. Not one thing. Not one time ever. Never even thought about it. This is the place. Any church that does any church that didn't make that stand should be closed. They should just stay closed or repent. Those are your choices. If you're going to a church that closed and is now governmentally reopening, Following the government mandates for reopening, you're going to the wrong church. It's a powerless, anemic, Bibleless church. Fact. Explain to me biblically how you close your church. Explain to me biblically how you close it. Well, it was Romans chapter 13. Constitutions, your governing authority. Every, your representatives are elected employees. Elected representatives are not your rulers. The Constitution is your ruler. First Amendment, Fourth Amendment. 14th Amendment give you the right to assemble, to speak, and to not wear any stupid, freaking, virtue-signaling, ridiculous masks. Period. So if that's the kind of church you're going to, it's time to go. You're like, Tom, I'm worried that you'll offend me. I will. Listen, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. If it's something that offends you, what you got to do is go, that, go like this. Is it him that's offending me, or is it the Bible that's offending me? That's what you should always ask yourself. Is it him? Maybe it's his tone. I don't like his tone, but is the truth that I'm hearing that's offending me right now, the man or the Bible? If you want to hear the gospel preached, hellfire, brimstone, judgment of God, no eternal security. I believe that God wants you healed every time. 
I believe that God wants you well and wealthy because it's all the Bible, every last bit of it. If you want to hear that we will all stand before the great white throne judgment, if you want to hear about the mark of the beast in the book of Revelation, this is your place. It's time to go to real church. Join me tomorrow morning. I didn't hear like Tom, you didn't used to be this bull. That's right. Because I didn't know that the church was as cowardly as it is. It's time for you to go to a real church right here. There it is. 3385 South Access Road, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Be here. Drive from wherever. Drive from Fort Myers. Drive from, if you live up in Tampa, go to Rodney Howard Brown's church. You live in between, go to mine or his. You live south of here at Fort Myers. Drive here. Go to a real church tomorrow and hear a real gospel message. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, I just pray your John 10, 10, the thief cometh not before to steal, to kill and to destroy. Jesus came to give us life and life to its full abundance. I receive it. I pray it. Lord, I propagate it. I put it out into the world that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the power. Jesus is the only connection to God. And Jesus is our path to a relationship with God. And Lord, through that relationship that we have, we agree together right now. We pray over President Trump that you would give him wisdom to walk away from the dark sources that are whispering in his ear and that he, Lord, would turn to the light of the gospel of Jesus in fullness, that he would listen to true Bible-based counselors in his life. And Lord, we ask you to turn this country around and starting with the church. We have people like Pastor McCoy. We pray over him. We pray over Pastor MacArthur. We don't all agree theologically, but we are brothers in Christ. We pray over them, strengthen them to stand up. Even if that means getting the iron bracelets put on, stand up. Lord, we pray this over each other. Revive the church, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen and amen. See you right here tomorrow if you can be here. If not, join us online tomorrow. I love you. God bless you. Happy Saturday. Thank you.